Hello, everyone. Seven Investing CEO Simon Erickson here, and thank you for listening to the Seven Investing Podcast. Our podcast is made possible by our subscribers, who allow us to empower you to invest in your future each and every month. In exchange, we give our subscribers exclusive access to our monthly stock market recommendations from each of our lead advisors. To support this podcast and join other Seven Investing fans in our exclusive subscribers forum, where we discuss the latest market moves in real time, go to 7investing.com slash subscribe to subscribe to 7investing today. We're here to empower you to invest in your future. We are 7investing. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 7investing podcast. I'm JT Street from the 7investing marketing team, and I'm joined here today by 7investing CEO and lead advisor, Simon Erickson. Simon, good to see you. JT, it's a pleasure to be back here with you again. Simon, we are going to talk today about, uh, we're doing things a little bit differently. We've been talking for a bit about renewable energy, and we're going to stay on that theme in today's podcast. But today we're going to talk about one specific company that you've seen uh, kind of bubble up as a potential investing opportunity here and really dive into that company and, and why you're bullish on it at this point in time. And, and that company is Next Era Energy. That's ticker sign N-E-E, -E. and uh, let's just dive into that a little bit. Let's start by talking about the landscape in which Next Era, Era Energy operates, which is the renewable energy space since 2021, right? They closed their last coal-fired power plant. So uh, let's talk about this uh, new, new energy leader or Next Era leader in the energy space. That's right, JT. We don't spend very much time talking about utilities, do we? <laughs> Not so much. We talk about tech stocks. We talk about innovative companies. You know, it seems like there's a lot sexier things out there than a company that's producing and then distributing power. NextEra Energy is North America's largest utility company, right? It's generating 58 gigawatts of power each year, distributing it to 13 million people uh, through its utility that it owns in Florida, Florida Power and Lighting. And this is a company, you know, $110 billion market cap. It seems like one of this boringest, safest, you know, dividend paying kind of stocks out there. But JT, this has been an incredible stock to own for the last five years. Like you might think that, you know, utilities are boring or sleepy or anything like this is a company whose overall stock market return over the last five years has eclipsed and outperformed Alphabet, Meta Platforms and Amazon. And, you know, it's also a, to, to boot, it's got a nice little dividend that it's paying out there. It's been a huge winner from renewable energy projects that it's been deploying mostly to serve its Florida customers, but really customers all around North America, uh, both as a power producer and also a utility. So it, it's been kind of in the right place at the right time, benefiting from massive economies of scale as we're embracing this new future. And that was from 2018 to January 1, 2018 to January 1, 2023 uh, was when it did that, that outperformance. And I might add, paying a fairly sizable dividend uh, the entire time, which is pretty great. Absolutely. Now, now thank you for pointing out that's, that's full calendar year returns, but it's been a little bit of a different story here in 2023 for them. Yeah, it sure has. Let's talk about, well, we'll just call it the drop. Let's talk about the drop, Simon. So, um, even though NextEra has been uh, having quite a run, you know, 139% total return over the last five calendar years, then in 2023, 
Uh, we've seen the overall stock drop by about a third, down about 33% as of right now, as we're filming this here in 2023. It's also got a wholly owned subsidiary called Next Era Energy Partners. That's the one that does the financing and then the operations of several of the renewable energy projects that it has. Uh, that's That stock, which is also publicly traded, has been lambasted in the markets, down, down, down about 66% year to date. And so investors are looking at this and saying, hey, is, is the party over? You know, is this done? Uh, you know, do I get out? Is this not a, a stock that just goes up in perpetuity? And um, I, I think I want to address some of that, you know, as we're talking about Nextera today, you know, why did it go up so much? Is it in trouble right now? And what should investors consider going forward? But but to kind of key this all off has not been a very good 2023 thus far. Well, let's talk about that. 66% drop for Next Air Energy Partners. Uh, it looks like a 33% drop for Next Air Energy. People who have held on to the stock for a long time suddenly go from having you know, 130% uh, over the last five years to you know 30% or maybe even or less if they were in NEP. So what about that screams, this is where I want to put my money? So, so Nextera, first a little bit of kind of how things are structured, right? Nextera Energy Partners is kind of the subsidiary that does the projects, collects all the earnings from it, and then pushes it up to the parent organization through a distribution. Uh, so if you're owning that one, you're expecting to get a higher dividend, but then it's also kind of paying to the, the parent company too. So you can either invest in the partnership at the lower subsidiary or in the uh, larger corporation. The larger corporation is NEE. That's Next Era Energy and Next Era Energy Partners is NEP, just to differentiate the two companies you're looking at. The partner group, the partnership group, uh, declared earlier this year that capital is getting more expensive these days. Interest rates are going up. The Fed is pushing up the price of capital, and that's making projects more expensive to fund. And this is surprising absolutely no one. All, all utilities have basically sold off here in 2023 because of these, these actions going on in the macroeconomy. And so what NextEra Partners said is that it is going to reduce the growth of its distribution from 12% to 6%, basically cutting the growth in half, not cutting the distribution in half, cutting the growth of the distribution in half going forward. And it's yielding about a 10%. I believe it's about a 10, 10.5% yield as of right now. And you're not getting a whole lot of you know, other growth. You're basically getting the distribution. That's what you should count on as an investor. And so the concern for, um, for NextEra Partners, NEP, the smaller subsidiary, is that you're not getting as much dividend growth. That's what you were cutting, counting on for, the, uh, you know, for your returns. What happened? We had a red-hot market. Everybody loves renewable energy. They were building a zillion solar plants out all over the country, especially in Florida. Um, is the growth slowing down? And so we're going to reprice the stock and we're going to sell it. That's what happened with the partnership. And then the parent corporation, of course, if it's getting fewer distributions, that's fewer adjusted earnings that it can receive to pay out its own dividend to the investors in the NEE stock, the, uh, the corporation stockholders as well. So kind of a slowdown in growth, JT, is, is the point of the story here. Um, you know, utilities don't typically see a, a ton of lost business. You know, people still use power uh, in good times and in bad times. It's not like, you know, they just lost half their customers or anything. But it is harder to get new projects uh, funded with, with capital costs going up so aggressively within the last year or two years here. To me, this is one of those things where the company itself is doing what the company does, right? And so 
you look at what the company's stock price has been, you know, this has been one that's on my radar for a couple of years now. And I was like, ooh, if it ever drops below the mid 80s, it's gonna, I'm going to be real interested. And now here it is, you know, next air energy, I think is trading in the mid 50s, which is, you know, a, a $30 haircut off of where it was. And I'm like, ooh, now I'm scared. But this is exactly the kind of thing that as investors, you should be looking for, right? Something not materially, you know, internal to the company, right? A little bit of a headwind, right? From what by all accounts appears to be a high interest rate situation that will be quote unquote, not permanent, right? So, so even if we go high interest rates for the next few years, eventually it's, it's going to you know, revert back the other direction, right? So it's, at some point money's going to get cheap again, whether that's the Fed turning around and saying, you know, okay, well, we, we went too far one direction. Let's go back the other direction and find a nice sweet spot here. Like eventually that's going to happen. So you have a situation where, you know, someone said, hey, we're not going to grow quite as fast. And the market's like, cool, we'll haircut you by two thirds of your stock price, <laughs> you know, uh, in, in a week um, <laughs> or two trading days because uh, that's the market today. You know, so to me, that that kind of knee jerk thing that's based on external you know, noise is, is exactly the type of stuff that I look for for a company and say, well, this is. I, I'm salivating, right, when I when I see that kind of thing, and that's exactly what happened with Next Era Energy and Next uh, Energy Partners, Next Era Energy Partners uh, earlier this year, at least in my estimation. I, I think it's fair to say that the stock was price at a premium, you, you know, for a utility or a company that's predominantly a utility, uh, it was at a premium to, you know, the Duke Energies, the other utilities that are publicly traded out there. And for good reason, JT, right? It, it's getting, you know, the, um, you know, for those producing the power, production tax credit is still out there. The Inflation Reduction Act has earmarked a lot of money for new uh, power production sites, for battery storage. We saw NextEra, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm sorry, the utility Florida Lighting and Power, uh, it put together the world's largest battery storage system, you know, for its own internal usage out there. Florida's got some of the lowest cost electricity of anywhere in the country right now. And then this is a company that's not only deploying aggressively, but is also sharing the credits it was getting back as rebates with its consumers. So everyone loved this. It was just kind of, a, in a strange way, a growth story, a utility company that was also a growth story tapping into all of these trends. I think you're right that the trend is not going away. I think that from everything that I've seen in the last month, uh, we are continuing to see a lot of demand and a lot of need for renewable power out there. Yes, capital is more expensive here in the short term in the interim, but you know we still see the Department of Energy has got $400 billion of loan authority for new power production out there. Um, as you mentioned earlier on our recording here, NextEra just shut down its last coal plant in Florida. And uh, about two thirds of its total power right now, total energy capacity is coming from renewable sources. So it knows what it wants to be doing. It's still very focused on its own growth plan. It's just that perhaps the premium is fading a little bit. We've got a stock that's now priced, Next Air Energy, the, the parent company, is priced about 13 times earnings, trailing earnings, uh, which is the cheapest we've seen in those past five years. Now, again, the last five years, this is a company that's outperformed Amazon. It's kind of gone straight up and to the right. And it's been, like we said, perhaps priced at a premium, but it is a much more reasonable multiple right now. And I think that as an investor, 
if you take management for their word that they're going to get an adjusted earnings growth of six to seven percent a year, just call it six percent a year. On top of that, you're collecting the dividend, 3.3% yield right now. That's a nine, 10% return for investors right there, just on the fundamentals of the company, right? Just providing power. Um, and then on top of that, the only other way that you can you can make money as an investor is from the multiple. You know, is the market going to regain the luster that this stock had before, knowing that it's only selling at 13 times earnings right now? But I think that as an investor, I think it's safe to say, you know, th there's really not um, an expectation that, that you're getting any less than maybe an 11 or 12 percent return on the stock right now. You're still collecting a nice dividend. Maybe if you've got it in a tax deferred account, you reinvest those and compound those returns over time. Um, it, it, the, the growth, sexy growth of the last five years probably isn't there for the next five years. Um, next year, our partner said it's not going to raise any equity capital for new projects till at least 2027. So we've got at least four more years um, for the economics to make more sense to go out there and raise money for growth. That, that basically just means that the projects are more expensive. They can't get enough return on them to offset the, the cost of the capital. But I think the long term story is still intact for next era. I still think it's an attractive investment idea for people that like to collect a three and a half percent dividend uh, and expect, you know, a, maybe a 10, 12 percent total return every year. See, I love what you just said there, because I love it when I know what a company is going to do for the next five years, because that's my that's what I try and make my investing horizon is five year chunks. Right. So if I'm building a thesis for next era for the next five years, my thesis is they're going to be a nice, consistent compounder that is not going to be sinking a bunch of money into new stuff. Just keep doing what they're doing. Keep making money until 2027 runs around. Maybe we get some you know, changing economic headwinds that turn to tailwinds and all of a sudden they start on their next growth cycle. And, and that's right towards the end of my five-year buy-sell window. Yeah, that's that's a nice, easy thesis that I can wrap my head around, and that has a has a real nice, you know, escape hatch if I need it. Right? If they start if they start doing weird stuff that they said that they weren't going to do, if it's if they keep on, you know, getting beaten up in the market to a degree that I don't feel comfortable with, I can get out. You know, th that kind of stuff is I'm not I'm not doing a moonshot. I'm not doing a well, you know, if this they have to execute perfectly, you know, I mean, obviously all companies have to execute well for you to hold them. But, you know, this is one of those where I don't have to do a lot of mental gymnastics for the thesis to play out correctly. And I like that. It is. If there is one risk to watch, you know, if you do want to have the mental gymnastics and have your head spin a little bit, you know, look at the debt maturities for the partnership organization. They, they do have some debt that's coming due here in the next couple of years. Um, they can either just pay it back in, in, in full, which is unlikely, or they have to refinance it. And that's almost certainly going to be at higher rates. And so I think the risk, the question is, you know, what's the Fed's next move? That's probably the, the question for every podcast <laughs> we can fill next year. Right. And right. No one knows, but uh, this is a company that if it does have to refinance at higher rates, that might really kind of give it a little less wiggle room to increase distributions. And it's being very conservative right now. Market reacted unfavorably, as you would expect. Yeah. So so let's dive into that really quickly. Just if you were going to make a thesis for Next Era Energy as an investment for the next five years, what, what would Simon's thesis be? Yeah, I mean, you know, the, again, this partner partnership, uh, or, I'm sorry, the uh, parent organization, you said Nextera Energy. So we're talking about the NEE, the corporation for this one, 
which has got both the power production side and the utility side of it. But I think that the, the thesis is just we need a lot more energy. We need a lot more power. And this is the largest power. This is the largest utility in North America. Um, it has very clearly identified the right trend to devote its own capital to. It is well funded by the government. It's gotten plenty of tax credits for those projects, you know, which is used very uh, capital friendly way. It's got a customer base that's enjoying some of the lowest cost power in the country. And Florida continues to see more people moving to it every year. Um, I think that all these are kind of good long term trend signs that are a little bit hamstrung by a difficult short term macro because the financing is more expensive. Right. But if you again, if, if you're looking for a utility and you're paying 13 times earnings, but you can kind of count on a steady 10, 12 percent return, um, that's not such a bad deal. Right. Low risk stock that lets you sleep at night and you, and you collect a little bit of income. It's it's a good I, I don't think it's it's too big to knock it out of the park, you know, at one hundred and ten billion dollars. And uh, just being a utility, the nature of this business, this isn't something that quadruples within the next year. Uh, if you wanted to look at some of those, we can talk about quantum computing or other pockets of the market that are sexy. But, you know, if, for the right type of investor, I think it's um, it, it's a reasonable valuation to pay right now. And I think it's a good one. It's a good long term holding. Not everything that you invest in needs to quadruple or go to zero in the next 12 months. That's one of the things that I've learned over the last, you know, few years I've been doing this is that if you if you really want to diversify buying 20 different high risk stocks is not diversification you need a couple uh, boring uh, compounders in there especially if you're using IRAs or tax deferred uh, accounts of some kind uh, great for uh, a retirement account great for a, a kids college fund uh, you know, that kind of thing so I'm, I'm on the lookout for those kinds of stocks now too just to offset my crazy plays that I like to do. So, you know, finding something like this is, is a nice uh, counterbalance to some of the more uh, high risk, high reward stocks we talk about uh, and we recommend here at 7investing. So uh, I, I appreciate having that, that balance uh, between something that you can lay your head down on the pillow and feel comfortable about even as you, you know, throw money at other things that, that might be really exciting and might be nothing. You know, JT, uh, I think that maybe you gave me the perfect segue to plug something that we're doing right now, which is, uh, you know, the membership for 7investing is $100 off. We're giving kind of a short-term deal, $199 for the year, which is, uh, you know, right around $17 a month, which is a, a phenomenal deal for as many stock picks as we're giving. But we're also including a nice little kicker with that, which is a buying guide of strategies that have worked well in investing. We've done this professionally for a little more than a decade now, getting paid to find stocks that do outperform. And uh, there are trends that, you know, it, it, it tend to work. There are investable trends that you can follow. And so we're kind of including that buying guide as a nice little uh, thank you for anybody who signs up, even just for the trial, even just for the $1 trial for 7investing. If you sign up at 7investing.com slash subscribe, like you just mentioned, there's different ways to invest and kind of different rules of thumb of what tends to work over long periods of time. Yeah, and it's it's interesting, you know, after reading the buy guide, I, I thought I had the seven investing, you know, playbook down pretty well after doing this for the last, you know, uh, almost four years now. And it's interesting reading through that buy guide, there were some things there that that kind of like, aha, you know, and just a little bit different than I had been thinking about. So even even for, you know, existing subscribers and people who have maybe tried us out and and, you know, 
went to go do something else, this is a great time to get back in and, and kind of rekindle your passion for uh, a diversified and, and balanced growth focused long-term investing portfolio. So uh, it's a great way to challenge yourself too, to say before I pull the trigger on a stock, does it have these hallmarks that I find in the buy guide? Is it you know, something where I can feel comfortable based on you know, the, the qualities of what makes a good company? Uh, pulling the trigger. And, and it's a, just a really nice, I, 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 we called it a buy guide. I almost want to call it a cheat sheet. You know, it's, it's longer than a sheet, you know, but it's, it's not too long. You can skim it and, and get the big, you know, uh, broad strokes fairly easily. And it's just a nice thing to review before you say yes to a new company or to add shares to an existing one. All those really like kind of muddy things when you're investing is like, ah, I've got, I've got a little bit of capital to play with. Do I do I put it into a company that I know is is I've, I've done fairly well with, even though I might be a little overvalued now? Do I put it with this other one that might be going? You know, those those really muddy kind of like qualitative decisions when you're investing. I think the buy guide really helps out with that a lot. Absolutely. And you can get that <laughs> for a dollar if you subscribe or if you're a new subscriber subscribing to 7investing at the 7investing.com slash subscribe. So uh, just to recap what we've been talking about today with Next Era Energy, it's a, it's a real interesting kind of counterbalance play. If you deal with a lot of high flying growth, it, it does have a growth story. It's been socked, you know, particularly Next Era Energy Partners uh, down 66% this year. Uh, off of uh, market jitteriness and and some uh, you know revised expectations of of you know possibly more muted growth dealing with the realities of the Fed's economic headwinds and uh, might make for a nice short term growth story if that changes but either way is a is a dependable uh, compounder which is why uh, Simon uh, is is looking at it so uh, anything else I missed here Simon on Next Era Energy. Yeah, no, just, uh, you know, reinforce long-term investing, right? If you're starting at the beginning of 2023, you're probably upset about a 33% loss. If you've been investing for the last five years, even with this loss, you're still up more than 100% over those five-year period. Uh, give, give companies long-term a uh, chance to, to prove themselves. This is one that compounds your returns over time for sure. There you go. And if you want to find more companies like that, as I've said, you can go to 7investing.com slash subscribe for $1.00. You get your first week of seven investing. You also get that buy guide where you can really uh, put your stocks to the test before you say, yeah, this is a company I want to be in for the next you know, five years plus. So again, next era energy, seveninvesting.com slash subscribe. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. For Simon Erickson, I'm JT Street. And thank you so much for listening. We empower you to invest in your future.